Hey everybody, this is Keith Loy. I'm the founding senior pastor of Celebrate Church in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, and this is our podcast. I just want to say thank you for joining us, and it is my prayer that this week's message will truly encourage you. Enjoy. Last week, Pastor Reed spoke about parenting to the glory of God, and I thought it was amazing. Now, if you haven't had the chance to listen to this message, may I encourage you to go to our webpage and do so? I believe it's one of those must-hear and must-apply messages. Thus, I cannot encourage you enough. And truth be told, even if you did hear the message, my goodness, go back and listen to it again. It's one of those we need to listen to over and over and over again. This weekend, we're going to finish up our series on Happily Ever After, and we're going to talk about intimacy in marriage, specifically in the bedroom. It's a message I've entitled The Bedroom playground, or battlefield. When I'm done, we'll recap together and talk about those next essential steps. Now, let's get into it, because I'm believing that God is going to speak in a very powerful and life-changing way. You ever crawl into bed and something is strangely cool? Like things are different than the night before? You kind of know what I'm talking about? Let me share with you a cartoon. Picture this with me. It's of a husband and wife in bed, She has the covers pulled up and her arms are folded and her head is turned away from her husband. Now down the middle of the bed between them is a barbed wire fence. You got the picture? Caption underneath reads, apparently I've done something to upset you. (laughs) You know what I'm talking about? This is what I fear when it comes to a lot of marriages today. It seems there's less making love and more at war. And it seems that the bedroom has become more of a battlefield rather than a playground. Now, if you've got your Bibles, I want you to go to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2. And as you're going there, I want to tell you a story about a pastor who is going to speak on this very subject. He's going to talk about sexual intimacy uh, of making and keeping the bedroom a playground rather than a battlefield. He had one of those loose leaf Bibles. You know what I'm talking about where the pages weren't bound? Well, thus when he stood up to go to the pulpit, one of the pages had fallen out onto the floor and he didn't know it. So when he started reading the passage, he was caught off guard. So picture this with me. Here's what it sort of looked like. And Adam said to Eve, hmm. And Adam said to Eve, interesting, It seems a leaf is missing. (laughs) I love that. Good thing it wasn't a picture Bible or an illustrated version of the Bible. But let me read to you what he was supposed to read that day. Look what it says. So the Lord God put the human into a deep and heavy sleep, this human being Adam, and took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh over it. With the rib taking from the human, Adam, The Lord God fashioned a woman and brought her to the human being, brought her to Adam. Now, look what Adam says. Adam says, this one is finally bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of me. For this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife and they will become one flesh. Now, this is important. The two of them were naked, the man and his wife, but they were not embarrassed. They were not ashamed. Oh my goodness, this is amazing. Don't you love Adam's response when he first 
sees Eve. I love it. You're bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. Now, church, listen. The best Hebrew translation I've ever found comes via the prophet Fat Albert. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. I mean, my goodness. <laughs> he sees this woman for the first time. She has nothing on. But here's where I'm, I think I'm a little saddened. Because today it's not, hey, hey, hey. It's more like, hey, hey, hey. You know what I'm talking about? Let me give you one more story to illustrate this. It's about a man and woman who are mistakenly booked in the same sleeping compartment on a train. It was out east. Well, since no other compartments could be found on which were available, they had to stay in the same room. And so they decided they would go go along with this. Good thing this compartment had bunk beds, had an upper bunk and a lower bunk. And he crawls up on the upper bunk and she crawls in on the lower one and it isn't long and they're both asleep. Until the middle of the night, the man wakes up suddenly and he's shivering, he's cold. He reaches down and he wakes up this woman. They don't know each other. It's the first time they've ever met. He says, ma'am, I'm really sorry to wake you up, but I'm cold. I'm really cold right now. Could you reach behind you and get me a blanket? To which she said, I have a better idea. He goes, what's that? Well, it's only one night. Let's act like we're married. (laughs) To which he smiled and said, that's great. And then she said, good, get your own blanket. (laughs) This is what I'm talking about. We've got to get back to our bedrooms. Being a playground, not a battlefield. So if you got your notes, I'd like you to take them out. And I want you to just fill them in. And we're going to talk about this. And how do we get back to the playground, okay? How do we, if we've lost that loving feeling, as the righteous brother is saying, how do we get back to where we can experience what God wanted our intimacy to be? So if you got your notes, I want you to fill in the first one. Here's the first thing we need to do. We need to develop a right attitude. Say that with me, a right attitude. In other words, we got to get a renewed thinking. We, we got to think differently. We got to get a godly understanding. I mean, wouldn't you agree there's just way too much worldly thinking when it comes to sexual intimacy and not enough godly teaching? Oh my goodness, it's crazy. The Bible says, as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. And when we allow this pollution to get into our mind, it, if you will, translates into the bedroom. And so we we need to understand what God says when it comes to this. In fact, let me show you some of this stinking thinking. Let me ask you a question. What's the name of the major sex organ of a man? (laughs) Ah, okay. It's his brain. Say, what were you thinking? You, You see what I'm talking about? That's the stinking thinking I'm talking about. We got to think different. Listen to what the Bible says in Proverbs 5. Rejoice in your wife. Let her tender embrace satisfy you. Let her love alone fill you with delight. If you like to write in your notes, and you might want to write down that word delight or circle it or go to your Bible and find that word and circle it there because it's very important. It's one of the strongest words in all of the Hebrew language. Did you know that? It means to be consumed with. When he's talking about the the embrace of your wife, 
that her tenderness, he says, we need to delight in it. He says, be consumed by it. Be captivated, intoxicated. Love that one. Ravished. Transported by her love. Like a, like a Star Trek moment. You know what I mean? I love that. That's crazy, isn't it? But can I tell you what's even crazier? It used to. Right. Yeah. What changed it? Why would that change? Here's what I think. Stupid thinking. All that pollution. We lost that loving feeling. See, this is why I think we need to think as Paul wrote, let the Spirit of God renew your thoughts. We need to have some renewed thinking. We need to go back to what God said. And so I want to give you two renewed truths, okay, about sexual intimacy. Here's the first one. It's a God thing. Oh my goodness. Say that with me. It's, it's a, a God, God thing. thing. He made us this way. Did you know that? We were created as sexual intimate creations. Sex isn't a human disposition. It's a godly creation. It's a beautiful thing. He employed it and he wants us to enjoy it. Isn't that awesome? Which brings me to the next truth. Because it's a God thing, it's a good thing. Say that with me. It's, it's a, a good, good thing. thing. Come on, say it with a smile. It's, it's a, a good, good thing. thing. But, but let me be clear. In the context of marriage, that's when it's a God thing and it's a good thing. And precisely why the devil will do everything he can to try to, if you will, distort it, to pervert it. See, don't miss this. You know those awkward feelings that we might have when we're dealing with sexual intimacy? Do you know what those awkward feelings are? They're a reflection that something got corrupted. Because Adam and Eve were naked and they were not ashamed. You see what I'm talking about? Listen, folks, when God makes something good, it's good. You know what I'm talking about? It's good. And why we need a renewed thinking. By the way, do you know what Paul says? Paul says in 1 Corinthians 6, to use every part of your body to glorify God. Isn't that crazy? When have you ever thought about sex in that light, that it's an act of worship? Wow. I love that. Cindy and I moved, you know, a year and a half ago. We used to be three minutes away. Now we're about a little over 15 minutes away. And the first times I took the journey, I went, oh man, I miss being shorter. But it has really been a gift to me personally to take my mind and say, okay, I'm now moving to a different ministry. I'm now going to minister to my wife. And God, I'd prepare my heart for that and set my heart during that time. How can I hear her, see her, think of her, pray for her as I now go into a home and minister there? It's, been a, it's actually been a really good gift for me, and that's where the, the whole aspect of a different attitude has been helpful for me. Here, here's the second truth. You ready for this? The second thing we need to do to get, if you will, the bedroom back to a playground rather than it being a battlefield. We need to create the right atmosphere. You with me that? It, we need a new attitude, but we need to create the right atmosphere, a God atmosphere. See, this is so important to God. He wrote an entire book on this. 
It's called the Song of Solomon, and it's steamy. I mean, it's awesome. <laughs> Listen to this. He talks about the importance of privacy. It's a good atmosphere. Unhurried time, attractive attire, affectionate touch, special places, fragrances. He even talks about pillow talk. It's all in there. Atmosphere is a big deal to God, and it should be a big deal to us. Listen to what 1 Peter says. You husbands must be careful of your wives. You husbands must be careful. He's not talking about walking on eggshells. He actually defines it. He says, being thoughtful of her needs. Wow, being thoughtful. I'll tell you this. If you don't learn what makes your wife tick, you'll learn real quickly what makes her ticked. <laughs> okay, <laughs> listen, write this down. The bedroom is not a convenience store. It's a conventional oven. You got to let it warm up. And so let me give you a key principle here. Atmosphere is an all-day affair. Atmosphere is an all-day affair. See, sex isn't a bedtime snack. It's an all-day action. Did you catch that? I mean, the Bible says man cannot live by snack alone, okay? All right? <laughs> Thus, you have to see atmosphere as like an all-day buffet. You, you catch that? You greet him in the morning. You touch him in the kitchen. You smile in the hallway. You hold their hand. You call them during the day. See, romance isn't a race. It's about pace. Atmosphere. It's an all-day affair. In fact, watch this. I, I want you to write this down, uh, the word intimacy. Find a place somewhere in your notes and write that down. Now, I want to help you in how it's pronounced. You ready for this? We'd like to say intimacy, right? Here's how it's pronounced. Into me, you see. Did you catch that? It's thinking of the other. See, intimacy is me looking at my wife and seeing into her seeing who she is, how God wired her. See, that's an all-day affair because every day is different, isn't it? Into me, you see. Um, that's, that's, something, that's a lot to think about. I don't think you can just say that and just move on to something else. That, like you said, if it's pace, that's what that is. It slows you down. Into me, you see. There's more to it behind that. Yeah. When you talk about atmosphere, I instantly thought of the restaurants because, you know, we enjoy going to restaurants. But for me, it's all about the food. It's all about how it tastes. I could care less of what it looks like. Um, I care less about the atmosphere. It's like, you know, the food, that's all that matters. For her, on the other hand, um, it's, it has nothing to do with the food. It's all about the atmosphere. It's all about the look and the feel. And, um, but that equates to, that equates to our intimacy as well. Which brings me then to the final, if you will, uh, renewed thinking that we need to have if we're going to have the right attitude and understand what God and then create the right atmosphere. Well, finally, we then, we have to make the right adjustments. We have to make the right adjustments. F finish this with me, would you? Stupid is Stupid nothing. <laughs> stupid is, stupid does nothing. 
oh my goodness, if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get what you always got. I mean, isn't that the truth? So let me give you some practical adjustments that we can make. And, and these can be very helpful and transformational, but you might chafe a moment, uh, but I'll help you with it, okay? Here's the first one. Remove the TV. Remove the television. Get it out of the room. It's your bedroom, not the family room, all right? Uh, let me ask a question, okay? What's the last thing you want on your wife's mind when she drifts off to sleep? Now think about that. Someone she's never met? A someone who is not invested or even cares about who she is? That's the TV. That's the TV. See, the mind is a powerful thing. You put into it what you want to come out of it. It's an important truth. Paul says it this way. Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent. Let me read those again. Whatever is true, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent. Isn't that what marriage is supposed to be? He's describing marriage. And then he adds these words. Think about those things. See, when I'm in bed with my wife and we're drifting off to sleep, I'd like her to go to sleep hearing my voice, my thoughts. And I want to hear hers, not something that's on the television. My dad always calls it the idiot box. Well, it's interesting that your mattress is a box too in a way, isn't it? You need to decide what you want coming out of the box and going into your mind. You say stay away from the TV, turn the TV off. I say put the cell phones down. I see a lot of that in myself when I sit down and we're ready to maybe have supper or ready to have a conversation. It's the phone. I would agree with that because I think as a woman, I mean, I want to see inside my husband and I want to know that he has his full attention on me. And, and when he does put it down, and then it, I, I can just immediately feel that he's valuing me. And that, that prepares the way for, for the bedroom, you know? It's that all-day thing that you were talking about. So remove the television. Here's number two. Remove the tension. Remove the tension. In other words, never argue in the bedroom. It's a playground, not a battlefield. If you need to spat, go to the garage, go for a drive. My goodness, go into the bathroom. It already stinks in there, <laughs> okay? But never argue in the bedroom, okay? It's a playground, not a battlefield. Look what Paul writes. This is important, you don't miss this. Do not sin in your anger. And then he tells us one of those sins. You ready for this? Letting the sun go down while you're still mad. And then he adds, do not give the devil a foothold. Can I give you a little secret? End the day and how you want it to start the next day. Did you catch that? In other words, if you go to bed mad, you won't wake up glad. If you go to bed hateful, you won't wake up grateful. But now remember, I always teach you this. When you take something out, 
you always have to put something back in its place. Here's two things. Talk all the time. Okay? Talk all the time about sexual intimacy, and I'm not kidding. It's like the guy who said, I think about sex on every day that begins with T. Tuesday, Thursday, today, tomorrow, Tatterday, Tunday. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> I mean, it's, a, it's an all-day affair. Okay, listen, here's what I'm getting at. My wife and I, happens all the time in our home. I'm in the kitchen getting ready for breakfast. Happened this morning, because it, it happens every morning, is that I'm walking through the kitchen and she always reaches over and grabs my butt. I love it. You know what I like to do? Grab hers. I mean, there's a pat on the back. There's a smile. There's the words, I love you. Oh my goodness. When our kids see it, I mean, they do what kids do going, oh, that's gross. You know what they're really saying? Hope my mate does that someday. See, we're always sending the message. We like being with each other. We love each other. That's what I mean by talk all the time. But here's number two, take all the time. Take all the time. Paul writes in 1 Corinthians 7, do not cheat each other of normal sexual relations. Then he says this, or you'll expose yourself to the obvious temptation of Satan. You know what he's saying? There are two things hurting intimacy in our world today. You know what they are? Boredom and busyness. Two things. Boredom and busyness. But here's my point. If you don't take the time, everybody else in the world will be happy to take it from you. So schedule time. Uh, learn to get your kids. I mean, it's a little more difficult right now with, with school being the way it is. But we like getting our daughter to bed early. That allows us to take the time. We, we invest resources in going out and, and not just having a date, but sometimes adding an evening overnight at a local hotel. Take the time. We constantly try to figure out how can we be together. So talk all the time, take all the time. Let me close with this. Throughout this series, one of the things we've been talking about as the common thread is who? God. 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 You see, when the vertical is really healthy, it's crazy how the horizontal is too. Our bedroom, that intimate place, speaks volumes about my relationship with God. Remember, I share with you making the adjustments. Think about this. Remove the television. It's, it's crazy to me how many people spend more time in front of the television than they do in God's Word, and they wonder why their lives struggle. See, that's true not only in my marriage, but in my relationship with God. Remove it. Remove the tension. We, we hold on to so many things we don't need to hold on to. Isn't it true? Mm -hmm. yep. We're frustrated in traffic and we, we let things in the outside world affect us in the inside world. We need to remove the tension. That's why the Bible says what? Come to me with all those heavy burdens, with all those labored pains, all those stresses. And he says, well, I'll give you rest. So remove the television, remove the tension. 
But now watch this. But then talk all the time, take all the time. The mouth speaks what's in the heart. And by the way, you can also let your words influence your heart by just controlling what you talk about. So what do I like to talk about? Jesus, all the time, every day in every way. Talk all the time, then take the time. I'm learning more and more about the value of time. We all have the same amount of time and we have all the time we need to get done what God asks us to do. And so I schedule those things. I need to be with the Lord. Church, God wants our bedrooms to be playgrounds, not battlefields. And if we will take these principles and apply them, it will change everything in our life. What a powerful and amazing gift God gave us in intimacy. And if we're willing to take a look at it, work at it, and worship in it, wow, what happens behind our bedroom doors can be life-changing. So let's review each of these three keys to making our bedroom a playground rather than it being a battlefield. First, we have to have a change of mind, a renewed understanding. We have to develop a right attitude. You know, there's a lot of pollution in the world when it comes to intimacy, a lot of bad thinking, a lot of stinking, thinking, and the enemy, Satan, isn't going to let up. Thus, we have to revisit, relearn, and rekindle what true intimacy, God intimacy, is really all about. You know, here's one of those truths. Sexual intimacy was made by him, and it was ordained by him. And when we begin to grasp this in all of its beauty, in all of its richness, it is then and only then that we can fully enjoy it and employ it in the context of marriage. Secondly, we need to foster a right atmosphere. God intimacy isn't a microwave. It's a crock pot. You have to let it cook. You got to heat it up, if you know what I mean. For it's not something we do. It's someone we develop. And when we develop the other, I guarantee the treasures will follow. So don't make it something you pursue, but rather focus on the other person and pursue that. Finally, if we're going to develop a right attitude, create the right atmosphere, we're going to have to make some much-needed adjustments. You know, remember, nothing changes until something or someone changes. So what is the next step for you? What is that one thing that needs to change, that one thing that you can change? Is it the TV? You know, I know change can be hard, but allow me to help you with that. Don't see change as something you're going to lose, but rather a someone you will ultimately win. You know, this has been an incredible series, a series I want to encourage you to go back through again and again. Your marriage is worth it. So let us know how we can encourage you, resource you as well as pray for you. Maybe today you made that all-important decision to surrender your life to Christ. If so, please click on the below link. We have an amazing team that wants to help you in growing that decision. Also, please get into a life group. We recognize with social distancing, this may seem impossible, but with today's technology, you can experience community and the power of relationships. Check out our webpage or give us a call. We'll show you how it works. Now, until next week, I love you, and I'm praying with you as well as for you. God bless. Well, thanks again for listening. To hear more messages like this one, make sure to subscribe and check out our podcast channel for past messages. And if you like what you're hearing, consider rating it and even sharing it with your friends. It helps so much. You know, you can click the share button 
take a screenshot and share it on your social stories and tag us at Celebrate Church. For more content from Celebrate and to connect with us, go to celebrate.church. We love you and we believe in you. God bless. God bless.